get to the word tonight. Okay. I want to preach about our covering. Okay. Now, it's pretty obvious. A covering is a tent or something that is over. In Hebrew, the word cover comes from casa, which is interesting because casa means house in Spanish. But casa with a K, and it means to conceal or to hide something from view. So a covering is something that hides or protects. And, you know, as you say, a covering, a covering can be many things. You know, a covering can be the jacket that you're wearing. It could be the hat that you put on. It could be the umbrella that you put out for the rain. It's a covering of, of sorts. It can be, um, we're coming we're in summer now, but if you've got a swimming pool, uh, you'll maybe put a pool cover on to cover that up. We've all got a covering on us called skin. That's a covering. And there's another covering, um, insurance. Are you covered? <laughs> you, know, there's, you know, they make a killing out of covering the insurance companies. Um, so there's lots of different forms of covering, but I want to look at um, spiritual covering, obviously. So there's different kinds of coverings. Um, people can cover us. You know, people can cover us. What is a covering? It's a protection, or it's a caring or a nurturing. It's mainly protection. And people can cover us. You know, our parents, supposedly, are supposed to cover us with... Um, you know, their love, their nurturing, their guidance, all these things, their provision for us. Our leaders are supposed to cover us, you know, with our Prime Minister and all those in authority are supposed to be covering us. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's not go there. Um, our spouse, if you're, you know, if you've got a spouse, our friends, you know, the people in our lives, those who care about us, they are part of our covering. You know, but of course, you know they will let us down. At some point, they will let us down, and we will feel uncovered. The best covering there is is God's covering, obviously, the protection of the Lord, the nurture, the protection of the Lord. Now, I've talked about coverings that you can pretty well see, but the covering of God, basically, you cannot see, but you can experience. You can feel the covering of God. It's a, a, a state of feeling, it's a state of well-being. It's a state of well-being. It's a state of feeling protected. It's a place of security. And that is because we are in covenant relationship with him. I think it's interesting the word covering and covenant are pretty closely knit together. So, you know... The covering of God is what we want, but sometimes we try to cover ourselves. You know, have you ever tried to cover yourselves when you've done something you know you shouldn't have done and you try and get out of it and blame somebody else or whatever? We try and cover ourselves. It usually doesn't work and it never has worked. And I'll prove it to you from uh, the book of Genesis, the very beginning, when Adam and Eve disobeyed God. Okay, they were told that they could access all these trees except one, and of course, they wanted that one. So, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, this tree that they weren't supposed to touch, she saw it was good for food. It was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise. So she took of its fruit and ate. 
she also gave to her husband with her and he ate. Okay? Now, honestly, God had spoken to Adam and he was supposed to be her covering. He didn't. He should have at that point said, no, honey, don't do that. Let's not. But of course, they both thought it looked good, so let's do it. And then the eyes of both of them were opened so they could see before, but they only saw natural things. Now their eyes are open to spiritual things. Their eyes are now open and they knew that they were naked. They were uncovered. Before they were covered with the glory and the protection of the Lord. But now they feel uncovered, okay? And they sewed fig leaves together so they quickly lay around, grab some leaves, sew them together. How they do that, I don't know. And they made themselves coverings. It's interesting that their coverings didn't cover them. Their coverings maybe physically covered them, but it didn't spiritually cover them. How do I know? Because they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. You know, business as usual, <laughs> but not. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. What does that show you? They had coverings, but they were not covered. And a lot of us do that. We put these coverings and these things we put on our lives and we hide from God, but it doesn't cover us. There's still that sense of shame. There's still that sense of something's wrong. I thought I'd fixed it, but I can't, okay? So God fixed it for them. What did he do? It said, for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics of skin and he clothed them. He covered them. He covered them with the skins of innocent animals. Innocent blood was shed to cover their sin. And that set a precedent for the blood of Jesus Christ. The innocent sacrifice the lamb of god it doesn't say what animals were there but it says made tunics of skin and he clothed them he covered them only he could cover them they couldn't cover themselves adequately okay so this shows me that you know what covering matters being covered by god really matters and it's very very important okay Covering is very important. I'll show you another story in the book of Genesis, not too far down the track, in Genesis chapter 9. This was about Noah, okay? Noah and the ark and the animals and all. The flood is over, the judgment has come on the earth and they're going to repopulate the earth. And Noah, this godly man, says he became a farmer. Okay, he wasn't a farmer before, this is a first. Okay. He became a farmer. He planted a vineyard. And then he drank of the wine and was drunk and became uncovered in his tent. Why did this happen? Was he a drunk? No, he wasn't. 
Did he do it willfully? No, he did not. He did it in absolute ignorance. He didn't know what he was doing, actually. It says he began to be a farmer. He's new at this. He had no idea what was going on. Planted a vineyard, oh, that looks good. Drinks of the juice from it, gets drunk. Didn't plan on that. He became uncovered in his tent. Okay, he had three sons. Ham, the father of Canaan, who's the grandson, saw the nakedness of his father. So one of the brothers, the Ham comes in, sees dad, he's drunk. He saw the nakedness of his father and he told his two brothers outside, hey, guys, you should see dad. But Shem and Japheth, what did they do? They took a garment, so it's like, quick, grab something. They laid it both on their shoulders. So Ham comes out and it just says he told his brothers, but as you read it in the Hebrew, it said he was humiliating his father. He was usurping his authority. He was mocking him. It's like, stupid dad. What a fool, look at him. How embarrassing. And he was mocking his father. He had no respect for his elder, for his father, for the man of God. But the other two brothers, it says they took a garment. They, the dad's uncovered. They picked up a garment. They laid it both on their shoulders. And they went backwards. They didn't walk in, they walked backwards. They went backwards and covered the nakedness of their father. So they took the garment in and dropped it on him to cover him. Their faces were turned away. They did not see their father's nakedness. And you might sit there thinking, oh, what a big, is that a big deal? It's just their dad, you know. It was a big deal. That's why it's in the word of God. Their faces were turned away. They did not see their father's nakedness. So Noah awoke from his wine and knew. He knew what his youngest son had done to him. So he wasn't so drunk that he was totally oblivious. He woke and he knew, even though he was drunk. God spoke to him. God spoke to him in that state. Why? Because he didn't willfully sin against God. It was ignorance. And even in that, God spoke to Noah. And then if you go and read, the, I haven't put the rest, go and read it. Genesis chapter 9. There's a prophecy, not against Ham, but against his son, Canaan. Okay? And it says, cursed be Canaan. Cursed be Canaan. In other words, your son will be a curse. Your son. Things will not go well for him. Why? Because you haven't respected your father. Things will not go well with your son. He didn't say, I'm cursing you. He didn't say that. He said, nevertheless, it will be a consequence. And you know, we have to be careful. You know, if you're a parent or a grandparent, you have to be careful the way that you live your life because it can affect the generations. It can affect the generations. That's what this shows us. But the brothers who covered him 
got the blessing. When you cover, there is a blessing. In Psalm 32, it says this, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Now, obviously, Ham was not repentant at that time. He was not repentant because his transgression transferred down the family line. He didn't say, Dad, I'm really sorry, forgive me, you know, and honour him. He dishonoured his father. Okay, so his, Ham's sin caused the uncovering of his own son. This is pretty heavy stuff, but this is the word of God. You know, what we do can affect the generations. What we do can affect our brothers and sisters in Christ too. We need to watch the way we do things. Covering is important. So this, these examples show the power of sin and how sin uncovers us. You know, the sin of disobedience, the sin of disrespect for authority, godly authority. So we want to see not about the uncovering, but the recovering, okay? How does God recover? Well, for Adam and Eve, it was through the blood sacrifice. And that's exactly how he covers our sin, through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, through the blood of Jesus, okay? So that covering is there for us too. When we believe and we receive, the blood of Jesus cleanses us we are forgiven. Our sins are covered. We are blessed because of Jesus Christ. In, uh, it also says in um, Philippians, there's another way of covering. Prayer is a covering. We have the blood of Jesus as our covering. The protection of God is our covering. Prayer is our covering. In Philippians 4, verse 6, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So prayer is a great covering for us. We pray for ourselves, and we pray for those around about us. It's a spiritual covering. You can't see prayer, but you can see the results of prayer. You can feel the results of prayer. Just like the presence of God, you can't see, but you can feel and experience the power of God. You know, in, in all things spiritual, God takes care of us. He covers us so that we can stand. You know, even in the day of judgment, we are covered because of the blood of Jesus. We will stand in the day of judgment. That shame is gone. Covers our shame. Covers us. If we hang on to shame, we hang on to anxiety, we hang on to guilt or whatever, that's our choice. But we shouldn't because it says we are forgiven, we are cleansed, we are covered. That prayer covering is very, very powerful. It says be anxious for nothing, 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 nothing. In everything, prayer will cover. Sometimes we think, oh yeah, but you know, I prayed so many times and I haven't seen the breakthrough, I haven't seen the answer. Keep going. Maybe add a little bit of thanksgiving.
thanksgiving. Maybe add a little bit of faith to it instead of anxiety. Let your requests be made known to God. Don't just think it in your head. Speak it out. Speak it out. Speak it out. Okay? And then what happens? It says, and then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds. That's where anxiety comes. Anxiety comes as thoughts. It comes into your mind. And then it grips your heart. But the peace of God will cover our hearts, will cover our minds. You know, it may not cover our ears. You know, you're still going to hear those words coming at you. But the covering of the Lord can be on our mind to reject that. No, that's not true. That's not true. That's not what God says about me. That's not going to happen to me. We'll protect our heart. No. I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to be anxious. I'm not going to be angry with him or her. You know, that covering will be there to protect us as we pray, 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 pray for ourselves and for others. And Jesus also said this, pray for your enemies. <laughs> oh, that's too hard. Pray for your enemies. Pray for those who spitefully use you. Bless those who curse you. You know, that's the hard stuff. Everyone wants to say, love, love, love. But you know what? Love your neighbour. That's not quite so easy. That's not quite so easy. That's why we have to pray. Lord, this stuff's hard. I like what you said there, but Lord, that's hard. That's why you have to pray. Lord, make it a little bit easier for me to do that. Let me be a little bit more patient. Let me be a little more considerate. Let me be a little bit less grumpy. Let me be a little bit more wise. You know, that's why we need to pray, not just for stuff, but for the stuff on the inside that really, really matters. So that covering from the Lord will be on our hearts and on our minds, you know? I think if more people knew the Lord and more people prayed, there'd be a lot less mental health issues. There'd be a lot less road rage and domestic violence. Yeah? Not enough prayer, not enough people know the Lord. Okay, the next one we want to go to, another form of covering is what? In 1 Peter chapter 4, it talks about this. The end, Peter's saying, the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. So at first, Paul was saying it. Now Peter's saying it. Be serious. You know, don't just think, ah, yeah, maybe pray later. No. Be serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all things, even more important than prayer, Above all things, have a fervent love for one another. Why? For love will cover a multitude of sins. You know, if you love with the love of God, and if you love somebody, it doesn't matter what they do to you, you are able to forgive them. Love will cover it. You know, you might go through some dramas, but love will win in the end, 
because love covers a multitude of sins. You know, we want to be forgiven and we want people to give us grace. We need to extend it to others as well. So love is a powerful covering, okay? What else is a covering? Well, there's a thing called spiritual covering that comes from our leaders. You know, when we submit ourselves to people who have authority or have a place of authority in our lives. In Hebrews 13, it says, Obey those who rule over you. Obey those who are your leaders or in authority over you. Obey those who rule over you and be submissive. For they watch out for your souls. This isn't just anybody. It's spiritual leaders because they are watching out for your souls. You know, your local politician, I don't think they're watching out for your soul, okay? They watch out for your souls. Those who are watching out for your soul, those who are praying for you, those who are your spiritual <coughs> leaders, who are supposed to be godly examples to you, it says, they watch out for your souls and they must give an account. Who do they answer to? They answer to God. It's up to them to pray for you. It's up to them to lead you, to encourage you, to be there for you. Let them do so with joy and not with grief. In other words, don't give them a hard time. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. So what is he saying here? Let them cover you. They are covering you. So do the right thing by them because they have to give an account for you. They are praying for you. They're watching out for your soul. You know, they are praying that sometimes, you know, you, there's people that I pray for that you feel like you're just snatching them from the edge. You're snatching them from the edge sometimes and watching out for them. Why am I doing it? Because I have to give an account to God? Not so much. A little bit, yeah. But mostly because I care about them. Because the love of God is in me. Is it me? No. It's the love of God. Okay? And it's covering sometimes a multitude of their sins. I had phone calls from people overseas who've just gotten themselves in a huge mess. And they're crying. Grown men crying on the phone about things, situations they've got themselves in. And I've just said, all I can do is, I can't come there, I can just pray for you. And you know what? They've gotten back on track. They've gotten back on track, okay? But it was a grief at that time. It was a grief at that time. But they did submit themselves. They admitted what they were doing. They submitted themselves. They asked for prayer. They were repentant. And God restored. It was awesome, actually. But watching out for the souls. Those who watch over you, your spiritual covering, are very important. Spiritual leaders. Okay? What else covers us? Well, most important, God. The presence of God covers us. Psalm 91 says, He who dwells, in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow, the umbrella, the covering, 
under the shadow of the Almighty, verse 4, he shall cover you with his feathers. Now, does God have feathers? No. Under his wings you shall take refuge. It's a picture of the covering of the Lord watching over us like a little, like chickens under a hen's wings, tucked in, okay? For those who dwell in that place, for those who are connected to God. What's the thing I would say? Dwell means to stay there, to live there, to be there. Not just to visit or drop in, I always say that. But to dwell there. Stay there, live there, be aware that the covering of God is the safest place to be. To value that, not to wander off, but to stay in that place. And the last verse I want to go to is in Psalm 121. Psalm 121. This basically, this whole psalm basically says, I've got you covered. The Lord's got you covered. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. You know what? That says it all right there. God's got you covered. God's got me covered. He preserve you from all evil. All evil. The things that we face are spiritual. We're in a spiritual battle, remember? He will protect our spirit. He says he'll preserve our soul. Spirit, soul. He'll preserve our going in and coming out. Whatever we're doing in our life, protect our body. Spirit, soul, body. Totally covered. Now and forever. The Lord has got us covered. So no matter what you may feel, there may be anxiety sometimes, you may feel insecure at sometimes, you might think, I don't know what the future holds, but I'm telling you, God's got you covered. God's got you covered. People may let you down and you can't cover yourself. You can't fix everything and you can't do everything for yourself. But God has got you covered. Amen. Father, we just thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that you've given us your wonderful word, the Bible, to show us the way that we should go and the ways that we should not go. Lord, we don't want to be like Adam and Eve and try and put coverings on things that cannot cover us. But Lord, we want you. And because we are in that covenant relationship, because Jesus is our Lord, because the blood of Jesus has cleansed us, has covered our sin, has removed our shame, Lord, we thank you that you are our covering and that now we can stand strong here and now and pray for ourselves and pray for others we can stand strong and love others even in the multitude of their sins and bring them out of darkness lord we can submit ourselves to those that you put in leadership over us lord you cover us and you do all things excellently
We thank you for guarding our hearts and our minds and every aspect of our lives, our past, our present and our future. You've got it covered. We bless you and we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If anyone wants prayer, I want to pray with you. Otherwise, have an awesome week. Bye, everyone. God bless you online.